0: God is definitely not someone that is being preached about in most churches. We tend to think that there is only A and B with God because there's only A and B with
1: us. God's a lover and He's a forgiver, but I think a big
2: misconception is that that's all that God is. God is as just as He is loving.
1: Our minds can't even comprehend how great He is, how big He is, how vast He is. The Bible tells us that He loves us, He is love, but the Bible also tells us to fear God. He's not our BFF. God is someone that loves us so much that
0: uh, he will remove things out of our life that we hold on to.
2: You do not define God. I do not define God. God is self-defining. God is not a matter of opinion. All right, so this is the Let God Die podcast. This is Josh. And this is Calvin. And today we're joined by uh, two friends of ours. They do a thing called Outward Conversation, and you guys are?
1: i'm josh sup dylan so
2: tell us a little bit about what you guys do
0: uh well the point of um outward conversation is we want to go into people's houses churches whoever will host really and um whoever's in there it can be three people it can be 12 people 20 people whatever and uh just sit down with everybody and just talk um There's a ton of things that uh, we're told, you know, in churches growing up that, like, as Christians, like, we shouldn't struggle with, you know, thoughts of suicide or, like, depression, all of these things. And we just want to provide a place where people can openly talk about things and, like, where people can say, like, hey, I have questions concerning Christ. I have questions concerning what I've been told in church as a kid. And we just want to be in a place where we let people know that it's okay to have questions and that the true way to get answers is to ask questions.
1: We really want to promote like a, I guess, like almost helping them discover it themselves in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like helping us kind of lead them to help like them discover whatever they need to
0: discover for themselves according to what house we go to.
2: So kind of more so facilitating than just speaking.
0: Yes, for sure. For sure. Uh, we don't necessarily think like it's our time to like teach or anything, but like if that opportunity comes up, we will gladly take it. But, uh, currently our heart is mainly for like just talking with people and just letting people ask those questions that they constantly think about, but maybe they've never gotten to ask. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. So you guys were here, what, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, um, at our friend Jason's house. It was kind of interesting because like leading up to it, you know, knowing you guys personally, I was like, I think it will be cool, but didn't really know how to describe it. So (laughs) like, how would you define what Outward Conversations is?
0: We've been talking a lot about like the Church of Acts and like how back then the church, you know, isn't what we call church now. Back then church was a community of people. And when we would go into people's houses and we would spark these thoughts and these these talks that we had with people, that's what we saw. We saw community, not, like, one person on a platform teaching, which, you know, it's great to have those things. I'm not saying anything about the way church is currently. It's great to have those times of teaching and all that stuff. But, like, we saw true community. And that's our goal, I guess, is to... um, go back to the Church of Acts and like see that true Christ-centered community because if you read that passage of scripture, like it goes into like so much personal stuff about like how so many people owned things but no one cared whose was whose and like if there was anybody that didn't have everybody else took care of that person and like we just need that back in our culture now. In like the culture of like you care about others just as much as you care about yourself and we just want to provide that
1: community. We want to network people with other people and part of that community. Like, we want like outward conversations to like touch and hit a bunch of people so they can all kind of be connected. So if like, Wherever you're going in this world, if you're going on a trip to like Florida or something like that Maybe we've spoken in some places at Florida and since we've spoken at your house Like you can connect with them and have like a house church while you're there, you know Like whatever and like kind of connect people
3: mm-hmm. So essentially like with the Holy Spirit's leadership, you guys are pretty much like church planners in a weird way <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, We were actually talking about that earlier and we were like it we could definitely see how it could come off that way but that was in no way the intent when we right. first started this thing in complete honesty whenever we first started this thing we were just mad and we just wanted to go around and talk about like oh these are the things the church won't let me talk about so we're gonna go <laughs> around and talk about and get people mad at us and like that was our goal kind of but then whenever we actually got to like start speaking you know holy spirit just kind of backhanded <laughs> us i was like don't do that you don't need to do that that's stupid so uh, it became more about like pushing people towards their calling, pushing people towards like what they can be and not who they claim to be. Like, you know, people claim like, man, I'm so anxious or I'm so angry. I'm so whatever it is, like people claim that. And we, our goal is to like go in and say, you know, that's not who Christ sees you as. That's not who you have to be. So whenever we stop claiming that junk is when we can, you know, fully be who we're called to be. So yeah, I can Definitely see how, like, these things could, like, turn into, like, you know, groups that continue to meet. I know most of the places we went this past run was places that already had a weekly Bible group going on, and that's awesome. But uh, it'll be really cool if we get to go to places where, like, I guess we get to kick those things off. Yeah. And I guess in a way that could come across as church planning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm glad you guys didn't go ahead with the, you know, (laughs) having a negative attitude with it, you know, Um, or just that you guys listen to the Holy Spirit's lead with that. Yeah. Because, yeah, 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 that that totally would have come across, man. Like, oh, these guys are a little bit bitter and angry. Uh, Look at
0: (laughs) at that. Yeah, that would have ended very poorly for (laughs) us.
2: (laughs) I mean, most successful ministries uh, are birthed out of hostility. So, you know. Yeah, man. Sarcasm there, uh, just to clarify.
1: Because, <laughs> like, God just took, like, just two angsty young adults and was like, you guys see a problem in something, but I'm going to teach you how to, like, use it in love instead of, like, our just anger about it, you know? Because
2: yeah. it would be really easy to complain about stuff, Right. you know? Um, that's something that initially when Let God Die was just a concept years back. I realized that, man, this is coming from a place of like negati- negativity towards uh, things that the church has taught, um, whether it be intentionally, um, like blatantly, or just like subtle, unspoken stuff. Um, but just just wanting to go about it in, in a way that was pro the church, you know, yeah. and not in a way that's just like these are the things that are wrong with American Christianity. Yeah, more so. For sure that, yeah, these are things that are wrong, but at the same time, like, let's strive towards actually being the church and striving towards Christ, you know, instead of just noticing what's wrong and talking about it.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, One of our huge things, like, whenever we first started talking about all this stuff, like, we would, uh, as we already said, we would get angry about quite a few things, and, like, it's kind of gotten to the point now where, like, You know, we see the church as it is. We see that every church has its error. Every church has its flaws, but so do we as people. And Mm -hmm. so we can't really, you know, just go out and talk hate about the church. So instead of trying to, I guess, take away from what the church can do, we kind of want to add on to it and like make it more personal. Like, okay, cool. You heard your pastor talk about certain topics over the past few weeks this is your time to talk about it so now you get to talk about it and we're not going to sit here and claim we have all the answers y- you want but it's just good that if you have questions to get those questions out mm-hmm. so, yeah that's
3: good i'm glad you guys mentioned like you know partnering with the church because that's like a that's like a thing like even in conversations i've had with people like you know they won't set foot in the church because of like past experiences or things like that And like in our case, like, you know, like Josh said with the podcast, like, you know, we're in a way like, yeah, partnering with the church. Like they're not able to do everything as much as we would like our church to be able to pour into discipleship a lot more. Like as an organization, they're like doing so much and they can only do so much. While like while having like a tight knit household like type community, you're able to have like those interpersonal relationships. where those things can be brought up and they can be talked about like on your own time. So, I mean, like we,
2: like you said, we add to the church and like the total like function of it. So, um, I know you guys use the word facilitate and said that you're not just like teaching necessarily. Um, can you walk us through what a typical night with outward conversation has looked like?
1: Well, in all honesty, it's, it's kind of interesting because it's according what the house needs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, some houses, it has been more of we have to take the teaching and preaching role. Yeah. But some houses, like we went to a house in Virginia, where we just threw out a topic. We just threw out our um, topic that we've been speaking about on the whole tour and they took hold of it. And they talked and they completely took hold of it and we barely talked the rest of the time, you know? And they all got stuff off their chest, they all discovered stuff. We added here and there, but mostly we threw out something to kind of Entice them in the conversation if that makes sense. That's awesome And then we continued enticing it to where they kind of discovered it themselves. So if we need to preach or teach we will because some houses need that, you know Like we went to one house where we had to preach the whole time We were both like like we talked the whole time like what happened? But it was we got like confirmation that they all needed it, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but mostly we kind of want to spark and entice things
2: Have you found that? that most people have been, like, open to, to sharing and, and talking, like, in conversation?
0: Yes. So far, um, I would say about 80% have. And it's been cool because for the past three weeks, everything that uh, we've done has been basically off of the same topic because um, we've been traveling, so we didn't come up with a new topic each night but each night went somewhere completely new when people do have questions like not everybody has the exact same questions even though we're speaking on pretty much the exact same topic each talk each night went somewhere completely new than all the other nights so it got very personal which i thought was really cool it was a lot of what we were hoping for
2: and so, so like, what was the main topic that you guys talked about on this run?
0: Being spiritually f- free and what that truly is and how, like, um, us being in the f- flesh, like, being free means we can do literally whatever we want to do. But as Paul teaches, like, yes, I can do anything that I want, but some things aren't good for me. And it's how do we draw that line and how do we get close enough to the Holy Spirit that we know, like, what are the, what should we not do? And and then we brought up the question of do you use the freedom that you have through Christ for you or do you use it for others? Because Paul wrote, Christ has set us free so we can serve each other through love. Mm. And then Paul also talks on, like, yeah, I'm free to eat whatever I want, but if it causes anyone else to stumble, then I'll never eat meat again. And, like, how, how strong are we if, like, there's something that we really enjoy doing and we know, like, personally for us, it's not wrong, but we have to let that go. The Holy Spirit is telling you now is not the time for that. Are we going to put up an argument and be like, well, I can do this through grace because then we're making it about us. Mm -hmm. But if we're truly trusting the Holy spirit, then it's okay. I don't need this because I need more of the Holy spirit. I need more of you. And this is going to bring that person closer to you. If I don't do this and their life is worth just as much as my life. Right. And then we would speak on healing of the heart And how we can't get close to the Holy Spirit and how we can't find that true spiritual freedom if we haven't let God have full control and how so much so often we're holding on to all this stuff that we didn't even know hurt us. And we got into like very personal stories of like issues at home, issues with, family and stuff, you know, going back to when you're 10 that you have to let go of and you have to get healing for before you can take that next step forward.
2: So what led you guys to choosing that as the topic like spiritual freedom? Is that something that you've seen very uh, misunderstood like in in your upbringings or is that something that you've like kind of recently been working through?
1: The same like group of newer Christians that you were talking about who don't want to step foot in a church and stuff like that. Some of that new generation, like we just noticed that there was a lot of people abusing grace. That's Mm -hmm. kind of what we know. And like instead of giving yourself to God and like letting him use them, they were just kind of saying, well, I can just kind of do whatever I want with my life. Yeah. And we notice a lot of that with a lot of young Christians, you know, they weren't dogmatic like the old Christians, but they were to the complete opposite direction. Yeah. Like the a whole other kinda, extreme. That kind of unbalance is unhealthy, you know? Yeah.
2: So what about like personally with you guys? Was that something that like either of you kind of felt like that you were on either side of the extreme? And
0: I've always been like, very easy to call out people that I think are being a hypocrite, but then I've always been a hypocrite myself. And so it was one of those things for me, even each night as I was speaking, like it was very convicting because like I would talk about things that like would hinder other people from getting closer to God. And then all of these things would pop up. And be like, okay, well, these are the things that you're doing that are drawing you away from God. And like, it was so cool each night, like every night when we when we would get through speaking, we would get in the car and like we would just talk about, okay, so tonight God uh, let me know that I need to let go of this, this, and this. And uh, truthfully, I don't want to sometimes, but I like there's a uh, scripture that talks about you know people that teach are held to a higher
2: standard
0: and like while that's really you know tough at times and I know it's gonna get tougher the more that I see just how not good of a person I am and uh, how much stuff that I need to let go of but like yeah so for me teaching on that topic and what really brought that topic to me is I've always liked to teach on things that I'm currently struggling with because if people do have questions then I can relate and I'm at a point to where hey I can tell you I don't have all the answers but I can tell you that we can definitely try to figure this thing out together
1: Growing up I was kind of more under the dogmatic side but then as I got older I understood God's grace more and I kind of started abusing that like some of the other people who I'd saw you know and it it wasn't until the point I realized that not only when I when I live in this life and when I can when I don't surrender myself to God and get rid of some of these sins, not only am I stopping myself from getting closer to God, it just made me realize how many people I'm hurting by doing that because God can't fully use me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I it just it just made me think of all the blood on my hands to be honest, and I just and I and it just kind of made me change of who I was. I was like, I got to get this together. Like I got to give myself to you fully and stop just doing it a little bit. I got to do it fully for you or I'm just leaving my brothers behind.
2: That's really solid. Cause uh, that's something that I, I feel like really just a few years ago, I grasped to a different extent, you know, s- still continually learning in the freedom of Christ, recognizing that there is just like this freedom to be who I was created to be in Christ, you know, not to be who Josh Mozug says is best, you know, like, um, or to be myself created man, but just like, yeah, there's just like such a crazy freedom in just being like, yeah, here I am God, like do what you will, you know, um, and not trying to live up to other people's standards or other people's expectations, but just like, yeah, just that, that freedom of being who I was created to be when we're just striving, striving, striving to, be one way because we think that it's a way that we should be you know whether it's uh, placed on our on ourselves you know or from other people from the church switching from that to allowing Jesus to transform us I think
0: there's a huge thought especially in our area being in the middle of the uh, Bible Belt um, that once you fully give your life to Christ that y- you lose everything that you are as a person and that you completely have to, you know, basically become an old boring christian. Mm-hmm. And like so many people have that thought process which is why you hear so much like yeah, I know there's a god, but I'll think about that more when I'm older. I kind of just want to do what I want to do for now and like one of our biggest things is like we're trying to explain to people our age that like what passions do you have? What is it that you like to do? You know, God can use those. It's not like you have to completely stop being who you are. The Holy Spirit will point you the way you need to go, Mm -hmm. but you can still have your passions. You can still be who you are as a person. And I think that's something a ton of people out here at least haven't fully caught on to yet there's just that like hard place between well i'm gonna do what i want to do and then when i get older i'll be a church person
3: yeah as if like oh go ahead i'm sorry
0: oh no you you can go Uh,
3: i was saying like as if like you know god doesn't have fun
1: (laughs) yeah for sure for sure
3: god wants me to sit at home in a room and pray for five hours a day and Read my Bible and do that, and that's it. Like, God doesn't want me to skateboard anymore. God doesn't want me to go to shows anymore. Like, I kind of believe I bought into that, like, as a kid myself. Like, you know, the whole, you know, being from what I've seen and what I've experienced of Christianity at a young age was that it was for older people because that's all I saw in the church. But, like, the one or two young people that I did see, like, they were kind of in their 30s. Like, there was a huge gap there. And I'm like, uh, What I've grown to kind of see about God is that, you know, God is a giver. Like, you know, he gives and he's willing to use what passions we do have. Like, if you're passionate about skateboarding, dude, Holy Spirit is like, I'm game if you're game. Take the Holy Spirit to the skate park. Talk to kids. Like, if you like to go to shows, like, dude, Holy Spirit is like, I'm going where you're going. Like, I'm in you. So wherever you're going, I'm there. So, like, having that type of mentality, you're able to basically do anything you want basically for the glory of God. If that's like what the heartbeat is, if it's really to reach people for Jesus and to reach them where they are, like you have a golden opportunity to do that. And the Holy spirit wants to do that. Like,
2: yeah. And I I think like, I mean, obviously like God does change our passions to match his desire, you know? So like if my heart really is for Jesus, I'm going to desire things that are different than, you know, like what my flesh would want. Yeah. Um, I think the problem is, like, we don't see that modeled enough, um, where my experience growing up as a teenager, I either saw people doing whatever the heck they wanted, um, and seemingly being satisfied in that, or I saw people that didn't understand the freedom they had in Christ, so their version of pursuing Jesus was very much, like, a restricted from their own desires, you know, um, I guess just like there wasn't that healthy balance often of actually allowing God to transform their desires. It was more so, I think that God wants me to not enjoy anything. Yeah. I think that God, you know, like is, uh, you know, taking those things away from me. So I'm just like not even going to allow myself to go there instead of like really experiencing that freedom in Christ. That can be like, a, I think, a small, thin line. Yeah. where uh like that's a lot of that self-imposed you know pressure thinking that like that's who the character of God is where um yeah I mean the reality of it is like when you are surrendered to God he is going to change some of your desires and some of the things that you do enjoy doing he might just say step away from that um yep. but but he doesn't just take those yeah like he yeah. he's a, he's a giver like he will put other desires in you that you might not have otherwise thought of you know or pursued but it's going to be what's best. Um, and that can, I, I feel like that's just like a thin line. Um, there was like a TED talk that I listened to a long time ago where I was saying, you're going to want to one day tell your children like they can be whoever they want to be and that they can like pursue their dreams. But the problem is most people in our generation, like we haven't done that to the full extent. So good luck ever telling your kids that because oh, like man. in the back of your mind, you're going to be like, well, I believe that it's true for them, but I didn't really believe it was true for me because I didn't mm. do it, so it's gonna like lose that conviction. Um, I guess like in a similar way, when people aren't like truly surrendering and experiencing the freedom in Christ to be who they're created to be, like good luck, <laughs> like helping other people see that because yeah, for- you've a, a lot of us have taken that like restrictive type of, like, attitude in our walks with Christ. And that's what people see. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, that person is restricted compared to the that freedom that free. the Bible talks about. Um, so, like, when you're not seeing that lived out, it's like, we don't get it. I, think, I don't know if that made sense, but... No, uh, it totally makes sense because I'm thinking in my
3: own head, like, when people see you and they're seeing the Jesus inside of you, are they seeing what you can't do or are they seeing the Christ, what Christ has freed you to do? Yeah. And I feel like that's like one of the things that I didn't see growing up. Like I've seen all the things that Jesus was telling people not to do, but I wasn't seeing what Christ was freeing young people to actually get into and to get involved in. And like just as much as Jesus has drew us like out of like out of out of an old identity, he's also is telling us and welcoming us into a new one. And by doing that, like you're 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 not showing people what you're what you can't do. You're showing them like, dude, Jesus set me free to do this. But, like, God's yeah. totally allowing me to do this. Or, like, the Holy Spirit's totally giving me permission to do this. And naturally, are things that you wouldn't care about, like, before if it's just, like, restriction, if it's not freedom.
0: For sure. Like, uh, for me personally, like, I never, ever wanted to speak publicly. Like, when I was 14, just the thought of what we're currently doing, I would have been anxious for weeks. And, like, there, there's no way that I'm going to speak it's something that's gonna be recorded like no way but the closer I got to the Holy Spirit and the closer more people like pointed me towards God he was like look at all the things I've done for you I want you to tell other people because you're in a spot right now to where people can hear you and people can relate to what you're saying and I was just like, "Well, God, I have a stuttering problem, so I don't, I don't want to do that." And He was like, "Well, I've already answered that question in the Bible. I um, <laughs> you know, dealt mm, Moses," and I was like, "Oh yeah, so that's there." <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, so He was like, "Now what's your excuse?" And I was like, "Ah, right, well, I guess I'm just gonna do it. What what you're asking me to do?" And then like, it's not something that I feel like I'm being forced to do. It's now a passion that I have. Like, That's so sick. If, like mm-hmm. If like someone presents the opportunity, like r- right after we got home from uh, speaking every evening for a week, um, we got home and I had like one day off work before I went back to work. And uh, someone hit me up that day and we're like, hey, we're having a small group at my apartment. Would you come speak? And, you know, typically I'd have been like, man, I'm really tired. I would like to just use this time to sleep a little bit and then go back to work the next day. But like I got that email or that text, whatever. I'm like, I was pumped about it. I was like, cool, one more time. Yeah. One more night before I go back to work. Let's do this. (laughs) And like, it's just cool to see like God put those passions in you that you didn't even know were a part of who you are.
2: Mm, So cool. So now you're
0: free to speak. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: What, what about you for you, Dylan? Like if you were to put things in terms like of, I don't know, like experiencing spiritual freedom or freedom in Christ to do something rather than being, uh, being restricted. Yeah.
1: Um. I guess my biggest thing was like it wasn't stuttering, but it was social anxiety. Like I was that kid who I always read. That's all I did. I sat in the corner of like school and just read. like I really tried not to talk to that many people I had a couple friends and I could be silly sometimes but I was a very standoffish person until I got into ministry and like God told me to talk to people and I felt that I needed to say something to someone to help them and I wasn't just going to not do that so when I did it, it opened up everything and now I can talk and now I can do this and it all opened up from like God using what I had to say to help other people you know And not just talking, but like creatively, like I'm going to school for photography and photojournalism and stuff like that. But for years, I would never let anyone see anything artistic I've ever made. Like I would just hide it all. And then God was like, why are you doing that? Like I gave you that gift and that passion, like share it. So like God just opened up and like took away all that insecurity to where like I did a really lame poetry thing for a while and I've done all sorts of other stuff and it's been able to help people. And I'm like without god without that freedom like i would have never done all of that and like where would i be in my life without those things that like motivate me so much now you know
3: so yeah so coming from being like a natural introvert like introvert like you're now free to like love people and talk to them instead of like having like that bondage of like people don't care like what will i contribute like god set you free to do that like so yeah it's kind of like the theme of the whole talk
2: it's so sick Maybe with, with you guys' experience personally, what do you what have you seen and experienced as the biggest barrier to really grasping that freedom?
0: If you don't know who you are in Christ, then you don't know what to claim. Like um, if you don't know the promises that are in scripture, if you don't know that you're promised joy and peace, and you're constantly anxious if you, if you don't know what you're called to have then you think what you currently have is normal so for me i think the biggest hindrance is complacency and just not knowing mm. like so many people out here you know you get in that thought process of going to church is what you do to become a christian and that doesn't solve all your problems so automatically you're like well I'm going to church so it must just be normal for a Christian to constantly you know be anxious angry depressed these things are just normal but you know one day I'll be in heaven and none of this will be a problem anymore so it just becomes complacency to where we focus everything we do on earth on just like well one day I'll be in heaven and it won't be a problem anymore But the more you get into Scripture and the more you know, like, we're called as Christians to bring heaven down to earth. We're called to make earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus already took care of, you know, anxiety, depression, anger. He already took care of all that. We just have to claim it. But so many people don't know that, Mm. and they don't truly know who they are in Christ because— no one's ever told them and no one's ever let them ask the questions that they need to ask to get the answers that they need to get
3: yeah I would find it incredibly hard to trust in a god i know nothing about
0: yeah for sure know? for sure
3: and uh one and thing that, like oh i'm sorry go ahead
0: i was just gonna say and if most of the things that you get are um you know from the church then not that there's anything wrong with the church as a whole at all but well but um Something that we used to hear a lot at our old church is like, what if you only ate one time a week? Like, mm. It would not be healthy for you and Come you would on. probably die. So yeah. if going to church is the only time that you're getting you know, anything spiritual, then your spiritual walk is going to be very dry and it's going to be very empty and you're not going to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. You're not going to walk walk in the power that we see in Acts, you know, we see Peter walk by people and people were healed just because of his shadow. Hmm. Like, we're not going to see that if we're just getting, you know, spiritual food for half an hour, one time a week. And, you know, for us to encourage people that you can step outside of a church and, you know, these things can happen in your kitchen. Church can happen You know in your backyard sitting next to you know a campfire or something church can happen wherever you want it to happen like one of my biggest things is i want to host out of a parking lot this year i Mm. want to let people know that church can happen in a parking lot and um yeah and the more that we see like something i've heard a, a lot too is man it's been a terrible week i can't wait till church on sunday
2: Yeah. And like, that's really
0: cool because like, you need that. Like, you need to go in and like meet with other people that have the common goals that you do. But like, you don't have to wait till church on Sunday. Like, if I really have a problem and I'm like, man, it's been a long day, I want to talk to Dylan. I'm going to talk to Dylan as soon as I get opportunity to. And we can approach Christ the exact same way. Mm -hmm. But like, people aren't taught this. So they don't, they don't act on this lifestyle. They, wait until church and then throughout the church life they're just waiting until heaven Mm
3: -hmm. yeah yeah Mm you need to describe that as anti racist christianity
1: and it's like it's it's basically just goes down to we we don't understand our shepherd we don't understand that we're spiritual beings in a fleshly husk you know we forget that we forget who we are in christ that when, when we start fully understanding that, it makes all these things like make it, it becomes so much easier, and like we when we were talking about joy, like Paul said, I can be content in everything, and we saw what Paul went through, mm-hmm. like he went through all sorts of stuff, but yet he was still singing and doing everything else, and he could still find joy in that. But yet we've kind of forgot that, and that's a little bit of another passion of ours, is outward conversation, is to help people understand certain. Almost, it's weird to say, but they're almost basic concepts that people have kind of lost along the way, like the nature of God and who He is, and how multifaceted He is, and how many times He's been for people in different situations throughout the Bible. And how when we fully understand we're not of this world, it makes so many things come into perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yet, we kind of locked ourselves into this mindset instead of trying to bring our real home down to here, you know? And it, the thing that I think threw people off in the beginning about that, because that's a big task, to bring earth as it is in heaven. It's a daunting task, but it doesn't mean we're not called to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we forget sometimes, that even though something's really hard, we're still called to do it. And are we ever going to get that perfect? No. You know, it, it it's never going to be perfect, but it can be better. Yeah. You know, God can come down, and we can... Have things like they are in heaven, but I don't know. We, we just forget about that because it's a it's a daunting task, basically. Yeah,
2: bringing up the basics. You know, uh, I think it's really easy to even just like see other people as all right, they're Christians. You know, like they get it, so their foundation is there. Uh, without acknowledging or re- recognizing that, just like you guys said, you know, not knowing our identity in Christ. And when that foundation of knowing your identity in Christ isn't there, then, of course, like other things are going to be out of whack, you know. But I think sometimes that's where I fall is just like assuming that, assuming that we all kind of like understand the basics, you know. But mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of questioning those things in the first place and going back to, all right, like let's make sure that we have like a strong foundation. And then like when that's there, yeah, like Jesus can really build on that, you know, and like a lot of growth can happen. A lot of spiritual freedom can happen. Um, But but without that, like you're seeing everything through that lens. And of course, things are going to be really funky and twisted. And you're going to see things like a life with Christ as just something that you signed up for to be part of the club, you know, like, I mean, and that's the thing, like most things in life, you know, like, I don't know, like a life with Christ being like a pervasive thing that encapsulates like every part of you. Like you don't really see that, I guess, kind of reflected in other areas of life, you know? So usually when you become a part of something, like, I don't know, like you become a part of clubs, you know, like social clubs or, (laughs) or things. Um, but you don't become a part of something and it becomes your identity, you know? So it's like, I think it's easy to see it as though you were, I don't know, becoming part of like a golfer's association or like, <laughs> I, I, you know, like, or, or yeah, or s- being like part of a sports team or it's like, you're on the team and you come to practice, you know, like these times a week, but outside of that, you're just like a person who's going about your life. You know, it's not a thing yeah. that like affects every part of you.
0: And something, with that, uh, with what y- you just said, <clears throat> as far as like being on a team or something, like we get so into the like the thought of, well, it's my calling to sit on the pew because I'm not the pastor. I'm not the choir leader. I'm not whatever. It's our calling to play this spot whenever, you know, that's complete junk because like, sure, we're not all called to preach. We're not all called to, you know, lead music we're not all called to do those things, but we're all called to do something. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. one of the biggest things, too. Is so many people just want to coast by and just get by, like being on the team, but not actually playing the game, if that makes sense.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Just being just close enough to Jesus to be saved, but not too close where it actually demands something of their lives or. For like, sure.
2: I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Not a fan book. Yeah. Yeah. Just all about not being just a fan, but being an actual like active follower of Jesus where yeah, that was something that convicted the heck out of me reading through that. It's like, man, there's so many little things that I feel like I have worked, worked out of, but there are a lot of things that still just kind of like are in the back of my head, in the back of my heart, you know, that still have like that fan mentality of being like pro team Jesus, but not realizing that I am part of the body. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Dude,
0: that's uh, something that we talked about a lot too over the past couple weeks is like whenever uh, I was like 18 and I'm 23 now, like I would like speak to people and I would even like teach some like Sunday school classes and stuff and like I could quote scripture. I could tell, you know, any story from the Bible and put it in a way that a kid that's in high school would be like that relates to my life but like when it came down to it like I was just quoting things I didn't understand the full impact of anything I was talking about I was just like well this was in the Bible so it's okay for me to say it and I'm gonna teach it Mm -hmm. and whenever it you know changes from being something that's just in your head to like something that you fully know with everything you are like mm-hmm. you teach with so much more power. Like you teach with like that Holy spirit conviction because like, you know what you're talking about. It's like, you know, uh, I'm not really into like any sort of like NBA or NFL or anything, but like as far as the playoffs that happen, like, I mean, I could talk some about what I think of the NBA, but that's just, I don't, I don't know those people like i don't know anything but i could go online and figure out a ton of stuff and i would have a lot to say on it right but and like i took that approach for quite a while to christianity because i thought that was all you had to do and it's great to like read your bible and like read commentaries and try to you know figure stuff out more but if all you're doing is putting a bunch of stuff in your head and you're not actually spending that one-on-one time with God, then, you know, there's not a ton of point to it.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have a full head and an empty heart. And usually those types of people, I feel like, are the ones who are super quick to argue rather than to just extend a hand out on love, you know? For sure.
2: Mm-hmm. For sure. I think we all fall into that spot because, yep. you know, like we're we're taught in school to acquire knowledge you know so it's very easy to take the same approach to the bible where it's you know like you know a subject well and yay you because Mm -hmm. you you tested well you know um but just kind of viewing the bible in a similar manner of like wanting to to know it well to to feel good about your knowledge you know having a, a head that's puffed up but when it's not really understood it in the heart. Like, yeah, not really worth much. Yeah, it
3: doesn't really connect. I mean, like, even for me, like, I was told growing up that, yo, Jesus loved me and he died for my sins, but it wasn't until I realized that I was a sinner that that made sense to me, where it was like, oh, yep. crap, I owe God a debt. I have no hope of ever paying this thing off. Like, if it's up to me, like, my sins are going to be punished on my head. And then he understood, and then I began to understand why he sent Jesus. And I'm like, oh, he crushed (laughs) he crushed him instead of me (laughs) it it, didn't click it's like god's not unjust he doesn't sweep sin under the rug but he had to punish it on someone someone had to pay for it and then when that clicked Uh. for me i was like oh my gosh now i get it now that's why jesus saved me that's why he sent jesus and i'm like that's when like everything started to click and the, the gears started turning and from there on like things just got really different Not perfect, but increasingly different. Like, life started to change for me radically after that. So, like, it's definitely a difference between knowledge and revelation. And I feel like revelation is the key rather than just knowledge. Revelation being what God tells you, knowledge being what man tells you.
0: It becomes personal at that point. It becomes something that you're personally passionate about, not just something that you know about. Oh, yeah. It becomes something that's personal and not something that we're just talking about, like, you know, something that I know and like you were talking about like whenever you knew the price that christ paid for you personally Mm -hmm. like not for humanity as a whole but personally for you it's like now you have to make that call like okay do i pretend i don't know this or Mm -hmm. do i get off my butt and act on it yeah and like that's kind of the thought that we want to inspire it's kind of a harsh way to put it but like You know, it's not always something that we're going to be able to do the very first time we go into a house, depending on, you know, what they need there. But, like, we want to get people to a point to where we're like, okay, you know this stuff. You've heard this stuff now. You make the choice of what to do with it. Like, there's nothing more we can do for you, but you have to make the choice. And we know, you know, not everyone's going to catch on and go, you know, full force, full force for God. Some people are going to see the calling and it's going to be scary. It's going to be too hard for them and they're going to back away from it. And, you know, we know that, you know, all we can do is just keep praying for those people to, you know, truly see who they are in Christ and what they're called to be. But we just want to encourage people to a point that they know their life means something they know they're more important than they've ever been told they've been they're not just like one person out of billions and billions of people like they can change the world Mm -hmm. because jesus changed the world and he said we could do greater things than he did and that's one of the promises that Christianity is never fully grasped. And, you know, we're not saying that like we're anything special or we're anything awesome because we screw up just as so much, if not more, than everyone else does. But we just want as many people as we can to fully grasp on to that idea of you can change the world for Christ. You can do something impactful. You don't need to be complacent. Like, you know, not the thought process of, well, I'm not the pastor, so I'm not called to teach anything. Like, no, you, you share with that one person that you meet at your job today. Like you do whatever God puts on your heart to do. And the closer you get to the Holy Spirit, the more you're gonna know what you're being told to do. Like one of the questions we got asked the other day is how do I know if God is answering my prayers or if I'm talking to myself? Mm-hmm. And scripture says, his sheep will know his voice. And the closer we get to God, we will know his voice. And scripture also says everything good and positive comes from God. So if the answer to your prayer that you're maybe thinking is just a thought that you had, if it's a good idea, if it's a positive idea, and it goes hand in hand with, you know, teachings and like scripture, then God put that idea in your head. And even though it was your idea, that's an answer to your prayer as well. And, um, yeah, we just want to encourage people, and we just want to inspire people to um, do more than they thought was possible. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah, so we'll kind of get wrapping up. Yeah, can can you guys uh, tell us like what's ahead for you guys as far as our conversation goes?
0: Uh, well, today we started a um, online blog as well, and uh, we're gonna start doing at some point our own podcast and YouTube channel hopefully to be able to create more of an uh, online presence to where people can host the things that we host in houses and we don't necessarily have to be there and if people feel uncomfortable like being over the talk like we can provide them with the stuff they need with the uh, scripture the questions and if they want like they could even take a clip of something that we do online play it in their house and then just have the people talk about that like they can still use us to spark the thought if they don't want to speak themselves so as far as what we're striving to do uh we just want to do as much as we can and whatever god's calling us to do and um it would be really cool if like we see it start to catch on and like we see people doing it without asking us to be there or like without us having to be around like you know not that anything like we wouldn't care if people took it and like called it outward conversation but like we're not trying to like brand or market any certain thing that we're doing we're just trying to get people to catch on to the fact of hey let's make this thing personal like what we were also talking about tighten up that network you know let us kind of
1: people kind of be on the same page and be talking about these same issues that we find that are like so important and also um for our next tour in a couple weeks Mm -hmm. (laughs) we are um our last tour we were in a different place every day this tour we're going to be like two days in each place yeah so we're kind of making it more personal with that group of people we're going to be around so like you were kind of saying that like we can help even maybe spark like a church a bible study whatever is going on we can help them grow in whatever they need and we can sit there and kind of all grow together you know because we want it to be more of a a slower paced personal sort of journey
2: yeah so if um if anyone wants to follow what you guys are up to or come out and see you guys uh where where do they keep up on what you're up um
0: facebook.com slash outward conversation and then uh, contact us you know, on there or outward conversation at gmail.com and I'm sure by the time we actually put this up we might have like an actual website or something and if we do we'll just like tag it in the comments under it because um, that's something we're hoping to do soon.
2: I really, I really dig what you guys are doing. Um, it was really cool having you guys out here i'm stoked to see what god continues to do that's right seriously like it was like a breath of fresh air having
3: you guys just come and like open up convo for us because like even like in our community group we've been around for like a couple of years i guess you say there's still like barriers of us like still getting to know one another's stories and things like that that we haven't quite crossed yet so that was like super helpful and i know especially for me that night too like having you guys there to talk and pray with everyone and it was really legit. So like, dude, you guys are doing it like by God's grace. He continues to grow it and it becomes more fruitful and like lives are actually truly set
2: free yeah. And it. There's something valuable about having someone from outside of your group come in and spark that stuff. Yeah. Dude. You know, um, <laughs> where like we could spark that stuff and it and that stuff does happen, you know, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, it's a completely like different vibe and even strength to have someone from the outside. So that's really cool.
0: For sure. And thank you, you guys, for having us on here. It's been really cool to just be able to sit and talk with you guys as well. Yeah. And everything that y- you guys do is super encouraging to you know keep us doing what we're doing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Well, thanks a so bunch, guys. We'll, no problem. Man. We'll be in no talks fun.
0: real soon. Yep. Yeah.
2: Later, bros.
3: Challenge is good, and um, I feel like as Christians, even like the Father is constantly wooing us deeper and deeper into His heart. So there are going to be areas of our lives that are going to be changed by Jesus. And there are also going to be areas of our lives that need to continually be changed by Christ. So like, I feel like with having those guys come in and talk about the hard things, I feel like was super relieving for me. Cause there was a lot that was going on in my life that even me, like, you know, been following with Christ for like five years. I'm like, wow. Like I didn't know that scarred me that bad. Like talking about what I talked about. And, um, Having them there kind of really helped me begin to process, like, yo, this is an issue in my life. And it it stemmed from unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. And, like, if I don't let this thing go, if I'm not surrendering it, I'm never going to grow past. I'll never be, one, who Jesus has called me to be. Two, I'll never truly embrace what forgiveness is for myself. And three, like, it's going to hurt any future relationship I ever plan to have if Mm -hmm. this is not, like, settled with Christ. So is good even like no matter what stage of life you may be in or what stage of your walk that you may be in. Like these guys are super encouraging. They love to just pray for people and just openly talk. Like it doesn't matter how transparent you have to be. Like if you need to be one on one with one of the guys or something like that, they'll do that. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely advise like, you know, if this is a place where you feel like you want to be or questions you're like afraid to have or conversations you may be afraid to have like by all means, like, these guys are so, so open for it, and they love to do it. And it's not something they do for money. They do it because, like, they have watched lives be set free through it, and they watch the Holy Spirit move, so.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and beyond outward conversation, you know, just, like, I just want to encourage anyone listening that if you don't have that in your own life, um, just, like, an open avenue to having those real talks with people. Yeah. Um, just that, I don't know, just opening the doors with Someone that you're close to um, can really be eye opening, um, terrifying, but eye opening. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like having that right now, I can't imagine not having that, but um, I feel like going into like initiating that can be a freaky thing, but yes. totally a cool thing, you know, just to have people in your life that you're entirely you with um, that they know, like the they know the struggles, um, and they know the ways that you, I don't know, maybe have been hurt in the past and need to heal, um, need, need to experience freedom. So, um, yeah, I don't know whether it's through what these guys are doing or just kind of being open to initiating those conversations in your personal life. Just want to encourage that. So definitely check out what they're up to. It's a little bit different. Um, Still don't know exactly how to describe it. Um, it's uh, up on our friends tab on the Let God Die site. Uh, they're listed there um, along with some musicians that uh, we really believe in and um, we we want to support, um, even if it's just like letting people know that they exist. Yeah. Um, but I think I described them as traveling discussion group, yeah. uh, which I guess is probably the best way to put it. Um, it's a little bit weird to really know how uh, exactly what to call out or conversation, but it's definitely a cool thing and see that God's using it. And um, yeah, if you have a chance to meet up with those guys when they're traveling around different, definitely meet up with them. I think uh, it will definitely be worth it and you'll dig it. But yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Um, if you want to check us out, um, let God We also have an Instagram and a Twitter. If you're one of those people <laughs> and Facebook, um thanks so much for your time and uh stay tuned for the next episode we'll have someone good on don't know yet who it is
3: the lord provides yeah (laughs)